Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank, good evening, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel, and I'm Darren Noel. And um, I am here. Let me tell you a little bit about what I do. I run a thriving private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois. Um, we are full service, everything from life coaching, medication management, organizational therapy, um, to individual group therapy. Yep. And my name, again, is Darren Noel, and my background is in corporate America. And here in the world associates, I focus on resume consults, life coaching, uh, mock interviews, and career counseling. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're still in summer, so this is right. not to, to bring gloom and doom to anyone. We're still in summer. <laughs> But a lot of, at least locally, a lot of the schools are starting back up. The summer work schedules are dying down, and um, people are asking to be, you know, back at work. Some people that got Fridays off of work are no longer getting Fridays off of work. Some people that have Friday half days or lighter days, and you can work from home or you can work, you know, out of the Starbucks is now coming to an end, and, and people are getting back into their traditional fall winter groove. That's right. So with that in mind, I mean, I know even we have played a little bit more. My daughter's bedtime has been a wee bit later. A few more movies are thrown in and there. We're doing a lot more fun, if for lack of a better word, activities. Right. Like that, half right. the time. Right. And like you said, when we come up, it's always Labor Day was the big year. After Labor Day, then you're back at school. But now, you know, 2014, it seems like, you know what, it's starting at the end of August, even middle of August. A couple of weeks from now, people are going back to school getting back into those routines. Like you said, if you go to the supermarkets and, and grocery stores, department stores, back to schools up everywhere, getting school books, get the kids getting their new school clothes, everybody's getting back into that routine and things like that. So this week we want to focus on helping you guys get a head start and handle on work-life balance. And that's the topic for today, work-life balance. Absolutely. So Darren, define work-life balance for us. Sure. Work-life balance. And this is coming from worklifebalance.com. Work-life balance is the ability to experience a sense of control and to stay productive and competitive at work, attaining a happy, healthy home life with sufficient leisure. It's attaining focus and awareness despite seemingly endless tasks and activities competing for your time and attention. All right. Okay? Read that one more time. Yeah. Work-life balance is the ability to experience a sense of control and stay productive and competitive at work. That's key. You don't want to just be at work, but you want to be productive and competitive at work while maintaining a happy, healthy home life with sufficient leisure. So even though you're competitive and productive at work, you still want to have that happy, healthy home life at home. Everybody's glad to see one another. Everybody's getting nurtured and things that they need at the house, and you have sufficient time for leisure. Absolutely. That sounds like a great life, isn't it? Yes. And, and what's happening is that there's been, over the years, I know there were a lot more stay-at-home moms when I was a kid than are right now. Yes. So we've got mom and dad are working um, if you if you've got grandparents that are baby boomers, they're still working. Um, if you're old enough, your kids may be working. Everybody's working, and we're working. We're managing home. We're managing children. We're managing chores. We're managing cooking. Some people own businesses, so you're managing work and business, or home work and business, or home and business, or maybe you work from home. That's a new thing that lots of people are doing. That's still kind of messing up work life balance because. You never kind of cut off work, and you never kind of cut off home, so everything is on 24-7. That's a quick point. You said it right there. Even with technology, almost everybody's got a cell phone, right? So that the length of that work they have extended. So now getting calls at work, having evening conference calls on your cell phone, things like that, calling and talking on your speakerphone while you're driving, 
to where you would normally just, hey, relax, listen to some cool music, listen to a radio show that you want to hear. Hey, you're talking about somebody, catching with somebody up on work, get, driving on a conference call while you're driving. So we're much more connected, we're much more interactive, we're much more um, engaged all the time. So it definitely takes the time to take some time out and really balance that work-life balance. And it takes work to do that. So there are six components to work-life balance. And so we're going to go over all six of them. Get your pen and paper out or get your memory ready so we can go over all six. I'm going to go over the first one. The first one is self-management. Mm-hmm. Um, self-management, and we're getting, again, this from worklifebalance.com, and we're adding on our own stuff too. Um, self-management is sufficiently managing oneself um, while getting the proper sleep, exercise, nutrition, um, and all the stuff that goes along with that. So that's taking care of oneself. That's what self-management is. And, and that's a big one, folks, because obviously we have all different aspects of our lives and, and uh, of our personalities. You know, we've got um, the athletic side. You want to maintain a healthy physical life. You want to make sure you're staying in shape, make sure you're healthy, make sure you're maintaining your weight, your cholesterol is in the right um, things like blood pressure, all that kind of things of that nature. Also, your intellect, right? You want to stay fresh. You want to stay cutting edge. You want to have some confidence, be able to have conversations with people. So you want to stay up to date and fresh with thinking and things of that nature. You also have a spiritual side, right? You know, where am I spiritually, my connection with God, uh, or, you know, wherever your spirituality side is, make sure you're maintaining and developing that nature of it. You also have, um, um, let's see, what else? Interest that you have, you may have some Absolutely. interest in sports, interest in music, so you're developing that. So you want to make sure you're a holistic person, and it takes effort to do that. Absolutely. And there are definitely times where you have more time to focus on yourself yes. and times where you have less less time to focus on yourself. Absolutely. And, and seemingly some are people have more time to focus on this, themselves People walk a little slower. I see people out walking around uh, their job site, maybe for that mile circle of the building and doing all of those things. And as fall approaches, you're less likely to take a walk outside, right, for yeah. lunch. You're less likely to run to the gym real quick and get that workout in and then run back. back. And so you're going to have to take some time out for yourself, even if – now this is one of the things that's really interesting. Even if it's not doing phone calls in your car when you're on your way to and from work. Absolutely. I know there was a one time in a job, you know what, I said, guess what, I am not going to look at my phone or try and talk to someone on the way into work. It was just so, that particular job was just so stressful, so, you know, because of whatever the situation was, it was very stressful at work. You know, I had to prepare myself once I come in the door. As soon as I walked in the door, it was going to be hot and heavy. So, you know what, I had to not check email at red lights, not uh, talk on the phone, stuff like that. I'm driving. One of the things he had to do is put down the laptop. I yeah. mean, it's like sometimes we're watching, not, we don't even watch our TV, but do whatever we're doing, and out comes your laptop, your tablet. Um, even just this morning, we were both at the red light scrolling through our phone like something <laughs> had really changed between this red light and the last red light. So I'm going to encourage people when you're doing self-management that it's okay if you don't answer your cell phone. Yep. I think that's one of the, the most pressing things that happens to people in this generation is that, you're getting a call on the way to work. You're getting a call in the bathroom. I, I go to the bathroom in my building, and there are people working on the toilet. I'm like, seriously, cut that off. So take out at least 15 to 20 minutes of your day to take care of yourself. And so one suggestion is to use that work time. If you've got a half-hour break, take your lunch with you, sit in your car, kind of turn on your radio quietly, and just sit there for 15 to 20 minutes and take care of what you need to take care of. Absolutely. The next thing is time management, effectively managing your time resources. Um, 
setting the appropriate goals so that you know what's urgent and not or not urgent, what you have to get done today and what can wait to Friday. And there are certain things that you may have to say, okay, listen, I'm going to make all my phone calls back on Friday and I'm not going to do phone calls during the week or whatever you have to do to manage your time. Maybe you're going to say that the day that my kids go to daycare for two hours will be the day that I work out. Maybe the time that they're in school will be the time that I cook and I clean up. That you're really intentionally, now this is one thing that usually happens when people come to me and they say that they don't feel like they're in control anymore, they feel like work is taking over, or they feel like I'm doing everything for my husband, my wife, my kids, and nothing for myself, is usually because they're not managing time effectively. That's a big one. That's a big one. Let me jump into this one, Doc. Uh, one of the big things is, you know, removing non-value-added activities from your life, anything that's sapping energy, sapping time out of your life, remove it. Sometimes it could be at work where, you know, you, every time you see this colleague, He's going to vent, he or she's going to vent on you for 10 minutes, want to gossip with you. You know what? I need to be productive. You know what? We can't be hanging out at the cooler for after 10 minutes. Why? That's 10 minutes where I could be investing myself, finishing up that report so I can get out of work on time so I can have a weekly drive. I'm not rushing, stuff like that. Things that are non-value added, take them out of your life. And that takes discipline to do that. And sometimes, you know, it may hurt some feelings. If I, well, sometimes, especially if it's work, it takes finesse, right? Because a lot of people at work want to vent. Our culture is set up that you come to work and you complain about the boss and you go home and you complain about the boss and you come to work maybe you complain about the husband. But if you're the type of person that needs every second of your day, then you need to figure out a way to not be involved in someone else's, like, real obsession on you at work. Absolutely. When you're looking at different activities and things that come into your path, you know, is this something that's going to – help my profession, help my career, help my personal life, help my finances. It's not, you know what, I may not need to do that. That may need to come to the back burner, and at the end of the day, if I have time, you know, maybe I can deal with that. If not, you know, I'm going to push that to the side. Now, I'll give you a time management example. When I used to work for someone else other than myself, I used to catch a lot of flack for not wanting to hang out after work. I mean, people would get together. Like, so let me just say this really slowly. I already woke up at 6 a.m. to get to work. I would go for a run, come home, take a shower, get ready to leave, get in my car, get paged all the way to work, get to work, work eight hours, and then afterwards they would say, let's meet up and for happy hour. I was just right. like, that doesn't sound happy to me. Or, you know, let's go, I'm going to sit down and watch three hours of TV at night. You know, unless that's my dedicated leisure time that I'm allocating, I don't need to watch three hours of TV every single night. You know, I could do something more productive with my time. And I understand that some people say, Dr. Well, that's how I unwind. I unwind with TV. Then you need to pick a specific time that you dedicate to that. Like, for example, like Saturday night at sundown, that's whenever I take the time to watch movies or TV. We kind of try to get all that in in a compact period of time Mm -hmm. so that I'm not a slave to my TV show that comes on. Right, absolutely. You know, I've got people that are like 40 years old saying that I can't miss show my my 5 o'clock show or my 6 o'clock show, and I'm thinking to myself, but you're also saying you don't have enough time to do what you need to do. Right, right. But i got to watch the 5 o'clock show. Mm-hmm. When, you know what, I could always record it, right, and watch it on my designated time. I don't have to watch that, especially with technology now, I don't have to watch that show at that particular time. I could record it and watch it at my time that I have, allocated for myself for leisure. Mm-hmm. Let me jump on another thing with, in terms of time management. Another thing is look at the things that you're doing, your errands. What can you outsource? What can you hire someone else to do? Yeah. Can you hire someone else to cut your grass? Can you hire a cleaning service to clean your house, right? Could you have your groceries delivered, 
okay? Or can you have your lunch, you know, say you're busy at work, you know, i got to run out to the – no, you could have that sandwich or whatever delivered to you, okay, through the office. You're not wasting time running out, things of that nature. So just rethink, what can I do? What can I prioritize? What can I hire out so I, don't, so I free up some of my time for myself so that I can be more productive? And some people say, well, you know, I can't afford it, and maybe that is the case. But I would challenge everybody to look at it. How much is your time worth? You know, figure out what your hourly rate is and say, okay, hey, you know what, I can hire someone out for less than my hourly rate is. It's more beneficial for me to hire that task out. Absolutely. It may take my more valuable time to do that task. Absolutely. And there may be someone that has a core value where you feel like it's your core value to clean up your house that, that like, has to be done by you. Right. Um, but whatever are not your – like, it is not my core value to have to clean my house. Somebody else can do that for me, and I'm, I'm just fine with it. Absolutely. I believe in supporting the U.S. economy, and somebody wants to clean my house. And guess what? I want to support that. I want to support that by hiring someone. To <laughs> right, or cut the grass or, you know, these some things. Now, I'm not saying hire somebody to feed your kids, but maybe even that needs to be something that you sure. do. So define the things that you can be flexible on and that you can afford to um Right. Resource out. It doesn't have to be every time. You know, maybe that one, you know, maybe you need to have that person come every two months, and that makes a big difference for you. Obviously, you have to, again, look within your budget, what's reasonable for you and stuff like that. But look at all the different activities out there, activities out there, and what can you do um, to outsource that to make some more time for yourself. Another comment on time management is, who can you enlist in your home to do some of the things? Ooh, that's a Are you still washing your teenagers' clothes? Are you still picking up dirty underwear for your 10-year-old? Are you, right. like, what are the things that you can get? Like, if it belongs to someone else, if it's the mess that they made, what can you outsource for them to do? What chores can you give them? What can you say to yourself, hey, babe, could you help me do X, Y, and Z? Or, hey, can we get a weekend together where we do all of the fixing all the broken things in the house? Or right. if you run a business and you need someone to lick envelopes, which who can you enlist to help you do those things? so that everything doesn't have to fall on you, Right. you know? Yep. So next thing is stress management. And this is a really big one. This is one of the things that makes people feel overwhelmed. You have so much to do, so little time to do it, not enough days, maybe not enough resources, so you say to yourself, um, and, and not enough of anything that you need to get things done, so stress tends to kind of bog you down. And so for me, stress management and time management are very similar. Stress management is all about not allowing things that are outside of your control to take you over. I have people that um, worry about other people's life and what's happening for them, and so they get so stressed out that they can't focus on themselves. I have people that are so worried about if I don't do what I'm supposed to do at work, they'll get fired. So they're so stressed out about that that they can never calm down in the home environment where they need to calm down. You know, sometimes you just got to focus, you know, Focus on one thing at a time because you can't solve all the problems at one time, right? Because I, sometimes you got to be on uh, deal with this situation. I want to finish dealing with that, then I'm going to move on to the next situation. As much as you can to try and do that, focus on one thing at a time because sometimes you get so bogged up, it's overwhelming. You know what? I can't do all of this at one time. I'm going to have to prioritize this thing so I can not, over, not stress myself out. And at times, it may mean, you know, I need to take a 10 to 15 minute break. You know, a real busy day, but guess what? I'm going to go have a cup of tea. I'm going to go have a cup of coffee. You know, I'm going to walk around the block and come back in. Take 10 minutes. I'm going to walk around my office and then come back upstairs. You know, I'm going to go outside the office building, take a breather of fresh air, and then come back in. There's just a little bit of refresher to kind of keep myself 
decomp, you know, decompress, so I'm not getting too stressed out. So you don't decompensate. I mean, right. that's that's really true, right? Sometimes people are, you bring work home, you're doing work at home, you're doing work all night, then you're sort of sleepy during the day. You're not getting th- done the things you need to get done. Um, I used to have coworkers that would do homework at work, so you're not working at work, you're doing homework at work, and you're doing work at home. Right. You know, you need to take some uh, a time out to, to ask yourself, what's the priority? What things can we take care of? What things can we not? How do I multitask versus focusing on one thing at a time? How do I um, make a safe place for me to be even at work? Is there a way that you can make your office or your cubicle more peaceful so that you can take a couple minutes to calm yourself down so that you can slow down and then to speed back up to do the work that needs to be done? You know, that's a great one. Making your work environment or your home something that's going to be an enjoyable place and the atmosphere is relaxing. You know, maybe having a picture of your spouse, a picture of your kids up helps you relax at work or in, in your work environment. Uh, painting, you know, some kind of painting of a, of a sea or painting of, of a snowfall, whatever, kind of soothes you, okay? Have those things around you. So if you get stressed, you have to take a, turn my head, take a look at that picture. Hey, it kind of redirects me, keeps me focused, and I can kind of uh, relax a little bit. Sometimes a plant helps. Now, I'm a, the, the lady that loves green, but sometimes a plant helps. Sometimes a scent helps. Like, I don't, every job has their own rules about what they allow or don't allow. But sometimes you need to set the mood for yourself so that you can stay focused. Now, Dr. Moore, I heard a lot of people say that exercise helps with stress. Absolutely. What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I, I, there are so many kinds of mine that I recommend that you do 15 minutes, 15 to actually 15 to 45 minutes of exercise a week can change your life, can change the way your body feels. Not for weight loss, not be, because of body image, but just to get your body moving so that your body's actually using up some of that energy, releasing some of that toxicity that you feel during the week, and actually giving yourself the time to restore. Okay, great. That's a great tip. So meditation is helpful. Exercise is helpful. With religiously reading your Bible 15 minutes a day will help. Just anything that you can do to help focus yourself on something other than everything else that needs to be done in your life. Now, sometimes if it gets too overwhelming, would you recommend someone uh, reach out for professional help? Absolutely. These are the times that I do recommend that people reach out for professional help when they can't manage it, when they can't figure it out, when they don't know what to do. So they've tried all the tools that they know, but it still doesn't seem to help out. They can definitely reach out and try and get some assistance from professional Absolutely. help. Absolutely. You know, a lot of companies have EAP that can refer you to a therapist to talk to your employee assistance programs that all you know, company sometimes pays for that and gives you a certain amount of sessions to see a professional to talk through those issues and help come up with some coping skills to handle the stress and things of that nature. So if it does get overwhelming, definitely recommend that there are services, including the Wild Associates, that can definitely help you with those things. Absolutely. Okay. If you need help from us on that, definitely feel free to give the office a call at 630-428-2344. Absolutely. Okay. Another thing to realize is that your life will not always be balanced. Oh, I mean, okay. so you can manage yourself, you can <laughs> you can prioritize time, you can say woo-saw to take care of stress, you can manage everything, but there are some times where you're going to have to work harder than not. Right. Like if you're owning a business, you're going to have to work really hard sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have a month straight, six months straight, eight months straight where you're working super-duper hard to finish a project, but hopefully you have an end goal in sight and then you have a chance to kind of, Recalibrate and come back to the things you need to come back to. I'll be honest, I think that's something that I had to learn because I realized like, someone I said, "Hey, I got this thing unlocked. Everything is just the way I want it." And then, boom, something changed. But like, wait a minute, I thought I had the situation resolved, had my schedule down. I realized, guess what? It's a constant adjustment all the time. Guess what? Things are always changing. 
that's you know that's the fourth aspect of the change management. Things are always changing. How are you going to, to change and manage through that change? One, because again, you may have the, the perfect work life balance, but guess what? Your boss changes. Mm-hmm. The, the demand of the job changes. Your customers change. The new customers you have, they want different meeting times. Uh, your work schedule changes. Guess what? Your kids go to a new school. You can't drop them off as early. You got to pick them up later. Mm-hmm. All these things that are it's a moving it's a moving situation. Maybe the job moves. Maybe they get a cheaper building ten miles away. Right. Um, maybe the weather changes, which happens in Chicago all the time. But wherever you are, it happens there too. The weather changes, so your drive to work is different. Hey, what happened in our area? Guess what? They, you have a normal route to go to work for this construction. On both ends of it. On both your normal way that, you know, normally takes you 45 minutes to work, guess what? Now it's going to take you an hour because of the construction. That's something you have to deal with. It can't be managed through. Maybe your health changes. Maybe you can't do Ooh. that drive like you used to. Maybe you can't sit in the car that long. Maybe, like, so many things can so change that you have to constantly be adapting new coping skills and mechanisms to handle the changes that are going on in your life. Definitely. And that has to be going on constantly. So even if I give you a tip today about working out for 45 minutes, you may find six months from now the 45 minutes isn't healthy. So you have to up it to an hour. Right. Or you have to do yoga. Or you have to, you know, do vitamin B. Or you have to eat a protein bar in the morning. There's going to be changes that have to happen. And if you're managing yourself well, you're going to start to, to know when those things are trickling in and triggering in. If that's something you can't, and let me say this, even for people that are doing well, sometimes it helps to speak to a life coach or someone just to say, I want to get from goal A to goal B. Right, absolutely. You know, A, or, a is all finished up. I'm looking to move to the next level. Correct. And maybe talk to someone that can help you navigate through that. Absolutely. One thing I think just want to keep on the change management kind of last point over here for me is just realize change is coming. You know, so don't be prepared for it. Don't be surprised. Oh, I didn't know I was gonna change, change was going to come. I'm so surprised. It can be surprising, but guess what? Something's going to change. I can't tell you exactly what's going to change, but something's going to change. It's part of life. Be prepared for it and be be flexible that, guess what, I'm going to have to deal with this change. Absolutely. And know that there's nothing wrong with change. Right. Like, you know, one of the things that really worry me it would be that, like, let's say I was working at the hospital and my favorite colleague would quit, and that would change my environment. I'd have to get used to that change. Um and now, and that was when I was way younger, but now I realize that that's always going to happen. Oh, you always have to be prepared for that. You hit it right ahead. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The next thing is technology management. So, so far we've talked about self-management, time management, stress management, change management, now technology management, which is a big deal. We talked about cell phones earlier. Yes. We talk, Now, if we talk about cell phones and tablets, we have to talk about Facebook, Twitter, Foursquare, Bender, all of these different social media that we're always trying to update, be a part of, work on. You have to make sure that for technology that it is helping you and servicing you and not abusing you or taking up your spare time and not um, using time that you don't have to give to it. I'll say this. Social media was made for you. You were not made for social media. Absolutely. I got to check this one. I got, you know, we got five different social media accounts. I got to check each one who left me a message, who sent me this, all that, get back to them right away. But you drive me so crazy trying to keep all that stuff to do. Right. You know, pick, you know, you got to manage it for yourself. Me, I kind of pick one, you know, this is going to one I'm going to deal with. The other one, no, I'm not getting on that because this managing one is enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't email and things of that nature. Guess mm-hmm. what? So you got to do what's right for you so it does not get overwhelming. You're not getting stressed out. People are going to offend. How come you didn't get back to me fast enough? Hey, guess what? I have a life just like you have a life. Guess what? And, you know, I could be busy. I'll get back to you when I have an opportunity to do it. And everybody's 
comfort level and necessity to use these things is different. You know, for a college kid that's not working and they're doing classes, they may, you may have all day to manage social media. Right. And maybe that helps you unwind, relaxes you. It makes you feel self-aware. It's a great use of time management, technology, change management. Or maybe you're like 40, you're going to work 12 hours a day, you're driving two hours a day, you've got kids to come home and play with, and you, you just have maybe about 15 minutes to do um, the technology. So then do that. You don't have to keep up with the technology Joneses. Like there's always some couple that um, that Darren and I know that's like more savvy than us on, on did you, you don't know about the new blah, blah, blah? And, of course, we don't know about the new blah, blah, blah. Right. So, like, we're sitting like, oh, no, we don't know. And they're like, well, I've got 17 pages on that. I've got, I like to sprint it and twist it and snap it in the air. We're just sitting there like, Okay. <laughs> Uh, and so maybe you feel like I've got to keep up with that person. I've got to get the new phone so that it can uh, give me 3D pictures of what's happening on the news. I mean, you may or may not need that. If it services you, get it. If it does not service you, then you don't have to feel forced to keep up with it. And maybe you're 60 years old and you're just getting into this. You know, you're getting your first smartphone now. You ever heard about a smartphone? Hey, I'm just thinking about just thinking about getting it, just getting my smartphone. Don't be overwhelmed. Hey, these other you know, kids came up with this stuff. Hey, you know, I'm just kind of getting into this. You know, my generation didn't come up with computers and stuff like that, so it may take us a little time to get get to it. And some are not, because some students are right, maybe all about like it. My grandma was like 80, and she's got like a Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So some are not that. Hit me up on, you know, send not messages. Right, but if you're not that way, hey, you can do it at your own pace so it's not overstressing you right. out. Manage it in a way manage, that you need to manage exactly. it. Make sure it's a tool for you. It's beneficial for you. Next thing, the next thing in uh, the six components of work-life balance is leisure management. Now, this is really important. Um, what they say the most overlooked of the work-life balance supporting disciplines is leisure management, um, acknowledging the importance of rest and relaxation, that one can't short-term, short-change, excuse me, your leisure activities for work. And so, and this one is interesting because I have people that, you know, when I was a kid, I got an award for perfect attendance at school. Oh, okay. I was so excited about it. Um, but that's all I got was an award. I didn't get, like, I didn't get, a, like, a, you know, like a, bonus or like an extra point on my GPA. But when I came to work a job, I felt like perfect, and it did, burnout. Wow. So what I learned is I had four weeks of vacation for a reason. If a job gives you four weeks of vacation, it's because they acknowledge that you're going to need to vacate sometimes. Absolutely. And so you can, see, you can see on someone's face when they come back from vacation at work, they look different. I felt like you look you look refreshed. You look relaxed. The, the complexion is better. I mean, the eyes, you know, are sunken in. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to get back at work. They're laughing. They're laughing. Right back. And not at other people, but maybe just laughing. They're not choking Joey, you know. Right, right. They're not complaining like they used to. Um, and even if you don't take, I'm not saying you've got to take, you know, two weeks off, but you might take a Friday and a Monday or a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, Friday. You might want to, you know, look online and find some weekend festivals that are left for the end of the season and, and do summer's last fling, whatever those things are. But every quarter or so, you need to, you need to, if you have the ability to, to take some time to have leisure. Absolutely. That's part of your benefit package that your company has provided for you, if they, if they have provided that. And guess what, like you mentioned, they recognize that you need it. They want you to take it. Okay. And there are some jobs that don't have paid vacations. That's not that doesn't mean you don't need one. Right. So you need to figure out a way, if possible, to get the time you need because it's cheaper to take a day off without pay 
and, and uh, explore your local surroundings than to work and then have a heart attack at the end of the year and need to take off like eight months and, and never really go back to capacity. So understand, your leisure management is your responsibility, not your employer's responsibility. Correct. Okay? They, they could, you know, some you know, outstanding bosses could say, hey, you look kind of stressed and you may need some vacation or something like that. But guess what? They're focusing on their own work-life balance. It doesn't mean they need to manage and stuff like that. So guess what? And you maybe you need that. it. Maybe you need a vacation, but they can't afford for you to take one because they need you to do the work. That doesn't mean you don't need a vacation. Does not mean so you it's need your job. You know, a lot of people, when I was younger, I had this boss that was awesome. Darren and I had just gotten married. And sometimes he would come to me and say, hey, go home early. You like you need a break. And I was right. like, yeah. But that doesn't happen on every job. No, it doesn't. On the rest of them, I had to plan my leisure activities to fit my life. Right. I recommend go ahead and request it. If you know you want uh, a certain weekend off three months from now, put it in now so no one else grabs it and you're last minute and you can't get that time and you and your wife, you and your wife and your kids can want it off. So as soon as you know that you want a specific date, go ahead and re- put that request into your couple. Make sure lock in for those dates so you don't get, you know, you have everybody's off except for you and you can get in late and then it gets denied and it all frustrates and stuff like that. So if you have a date, go ahead and put it in. So the six components, self-management, time management, stress management, change management, technology management, and leisure management, try to be mastering one of those things at a time so that eventually you can have the balance that you want while also understanding that you may not, not always have balance. There are going to be some times where you're leaning more on family than you are on work, but you still have to be productive at work, but maybe you're not putting in long days. You're putting in the time you need to get done when you need to, then you're getting out to go to your kids' basketball games, football games, soccer games, or maybe this big project is the thing that you've got to work on to keep your job so you get the family revved up to understand, okay, I'm going to have to next month, give it all I've got at work, but then after that we're going to take a week away and do something. And also be prepared for the change because change is coming. Just be flexible and realize it's going to be coming. Absolutely. So if you've got issues 